Westbridge Academy, your school, their sanctuary. This talk is a summary of an incredible presentation by George Scott on March 19, 2021, entitled Understanding, Stepping Up, Rescuing Our Children, and Creating a Sanctuary. Safety for all is really what it all boils down to. Today, we will work on calming our body and our mind, having no expectations, just living in the present tense. Too many times we stay with discomfort and we stay in the heat for far too long without really doing anything about it. Well, life pre-COVID was stressful and then COVID hit on top of social change, creating an incredibly stressful environment. Well, it makes sense that these factors could really result in immense disruption of the present tense. Perhaps push us and our family and our friends to a place of interruption. Well, how's your stress tolerance these days? For some, they're acting as if nothing phases them. Yet, for others, it seems that they can't even get out of bed. Why is this the case? Well, resiliency for one. Isn't it interpretation which drives intervention? All the stress that we're facing today can create a hijacking effect of our brain. Stress of this magnitude can blind us. It can cause burning sensations inside our chests, in our throats, in our stomachs. It can silence us. It could even knock us to the floor. Lots of pain and lots of suffering and create even angry feelings. After a while, even left alone, the good news is the brain has a counterbalance process similar to a total system recalibration. Think of this. You're in the woods hiking on a beautiful day with your absolute best people, your family, your friends, and then you see it. You see it before anyone else. A giant grizzly bear rummaging through the brush seemingly toward you. Well, what happens to your brain? Well, your brain immediately goes into an emergency response mode, a fortress mode, a wall mode. Sometimes it's likened to a shield, right? The brain protects us from what it's perceiving as perhaps imminent death. You may drop your head you may drop your body to the base of perhaps a tree trunk, back towards the trunk. You may lose your peripheral vision. You might hold your ears. You might cover your entire head, trying to shield your back and shoulders from danger. You might get low, so low to the ground so that the bear doesn't spot you. 
Well, seconds later, you notice somehow that the bear begins to fade away from vision. And it seemingly disappears from your view. Your faculties begin to return. Your brain and your body systems begin to recalibrate. You can see straight. You can hear. You begin to stand. And you return to baseline. But think for a moment about that bear and the whole entire scene. Can the bear be an angry coworker? An angry school board member? The uh, angry counselor? The angry administrator? Well, here's a thought. What if somehow you are the bear? Well, why are we thinking through this together? And what does it all even matter? Well, first of all, because in the absence of true understanding, human beings suffer and sometimes even die. Yes, die. Pain and suffering lead to many dark places as our brain attempts to self-preserve. And for some humans, tobacco and alcohol, uh, painkillers, um, begin to be uh, looked at for answers in an attempt to avoid toxic stress. Why do some children as young as even nine or 10 years old reach for liquor, um, smokes, or even worse? Why do they, some of them actually decide that suicide becomes an option? Well, they do it to numb or to stop the pain, right? We as humans will do whatever it takes to stop the pain. And labels can do this. Labels. Uh, sometimes we label, label, excuse me, sometimes we label ourselves. And sometimes others do this for us. Labels like lazy or worthless bad and dumb. Now, all these labels, they will work against the brain's ability to regulate emotion. But why do we tend to move towards labeling? Better yet, why do we do it to ourselves? Well, usually it doesn't occur when we're feeling good or at our baseline. We're living our best life. Nah, we're not doing these things. Because here's the thing. Hurt people hurt people. Yeah, I'm going to say that again. Hurt people hurt people. Well, watch for the soft signs. And these are some of the tells. Isolating behavior. Avoiding. Shutting down. Ultimately inflicting harm on others. Physical harm for sure. Emotional harm as well. And there's other ways too. Neglect, emotional and physical neglect, domestic violence, addiction, harsh and demeaning language. Well, we've covered a lot of ground so far. 
This is really important material for anyone in general, but it's especially important for the Westbridge Academy community, where so many of those that we serve have a very real and very painful trauma history. And if those at the top are pushing academics, test scores, COVID-related learning loss, catching them up, right? I wish they would rethink all of this. Those folks up at the top need to think about the students who attend a school like Westbridge Academy or so many other schools like ours in New Jersey and throughout the country. Their needs right now are very different. Many of our students we know have a childhood trauma history, which causes toxic stress. So here's a tool to help us to better understand it. All right. And this is the childhood trauma uh, test. It's called ACEs. And at the end of the test, you come up with a score. All right. Now, take a deep breath before you take it. Sometimes it can be a little emotional. Uh, but just remember, it's a guide. It does not uh, mean this is absolute truth. Um, and there's, there's going to be um, ways to remediate um, a lot of the things we're going to talk about. But let's take a minute and go through the test together. All right. This, again, is the ACEs test, and it measures childhood trauma, right? And why is it important to think about this? Because the score kind of gives us a sense for one's propensity to engage in activities that are really reckless and perhaps even hurtful to self or others and potentially suicidal as well. So let's take a minute, all right? Now, there's 10 questions in the original test, and... You either give yourself a one or a zero, all right? So if you are answering yes to the question, then you give yourself a one. If you're answering no to the question, then you give yourself a zero, all right? So here we go. The first question, did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often swear at you, insult you, put you down, or humiliate you, humiliate you? or act in a way that made you afraid that you might be physically hurt? No, zero, yes, one. Did a parent or other adult in the household often or very often push, grab, slap, or throw something at you, or even hit you so hard that you had marks or were injured? No is zero, and yes is one. Did an adult or a person at least five years older than you ever touch or fondle you or have you touched their body in a sexual way or attempt or actually have oral, anal, or vaginal intercourse with you? No is a zero and yes is a one. Did you often or very often feel that no one in your family loved you or thought you were important or special? If your family didn't look out for each other, feel close to each other or support each other? If that's no, zero. If it's yes, one. Did you often or very often feel that you didn't have enough to eat, had to wear dirty clothes, and had no one to protect you, or your parents were too drunk or high to take care of you, or to take you to the doctor if you needed it? No is zero, and yes is one. Were your parents ever separated or divorced? No is zero and yes is one. 
Was your mother or stepmother often or very often pushed, grabbed, slapped, or had something thrown at her? Or sometimes, often, or very often, kicked, bitten, hit with a fist, or hit with something hard, or ever repeatedly hit over at least a few minutes or threatened with a gun or a knife? No is zero and yes is one. Did you live with anyone who was a problem drinker or alcoholic or who used street drugs? No is a zero and yes is a one. Was a household member depressed or mentally ill, or did a household member attempt suicide? No, zero, yes, one. Did a household member go to prison? No, zero, yes, one. Now you would add up your yes scores, and this is your ACE score. All right, could be an emotional moment for us, and you're not obligated to share um, and nor would anyone, should anyone ask to see uh, what your score is. Um, again, it's a guideline. It's not an absolute science. Um, but the CDC does state that a score of four or more would be the tipping point. So again, the CDC, who helped develop this years ago, stated that a score of four or more would be the tipping point. And that tipping point could predict alcoholism, substance abuse, domestic violence, tobacco use, suicide risk, um, all uh, would increase tremendously. Well, here is the interesting thing. The ACEs score is not permanent. It is not permanent, and it can be reduced. So here at Westbridge Academy, you have the capacity and you are in a position to actually facilitate the reduction with the students in which we serve. Movement, laughter, rest, harmony, art, song, physical education, all have restorative qualities and can all be found here at our school. Well, these are the building blocks of self-esteem. And this is where physical and emotional safety can be provided by you, collectively all of us, in our environment here at Westbridge Academy. And so the restoration and healing occurs when folks feel connected, right? When our students feel connected and they begin to see themselves as part of our tribe, right? So our students have to feel safe here. They have to feel safe in the offices, in the hallways, in the classroom, your gym, and all the different spaces that are here at the school. So resiliency is developed this way. It's a capacity that can increase tolerance. Tolerance can be developed, right? And the brain can become more receptive to things like learning math and English, history, science, and all the academic course. And what we find is that here at Westbridge over the years, from talking to the students, it's usually the impact of the adults at the school, the relationships, right? the memories, the stories, the fun times, the laughter, the harmony, the reliability of an adult who comes to school each day and attunes, right? tunes in harmoniously with them. All right, and forges a connection no matter what. 
right? And this can actually turn a youth score from say a five into a zero. And, and that's why we have success stories at Westbridge Academy over the years. The idea of one of our students walking around thinking that you help them to understand themselves, that there was a team of grown-ups here at the school that believed they could do it, that showed them that not all people will let you down, that not all people will hurt you, right? That folks will actually show up. That's what we do. Over the years, our school has really truly become a sanctuary for our children and their families. And those that have left us will come back and they'll tell us this. It's much more than a place for teaching academic skills, which is important. But it's more than that. It's a place, let me back up, Westbridge Academy is a place that provides food, sustenance, health care, mental, physical health care, warmth, cool air when it's hot outside, cleanliness, a focus on the hygiene of the building, the hygiene of the bathrooms, the hygiene of the corridors, the hallways, right? a place where stories are talked about, right? things that have happened in the past are brought up and we share them again, memories that we had at the school, different showcase events, talent shows before that, field trips we went on, right? students that we connected with. We retell those stories. We talk about what lies ahead, right? what lies ahead. The fruits of life, right? What what does that look like? What does this world have to offer? And then what can we do right now to get those things, right? Friendships, right? Joy, smiles, laughter, good memories, fun pictures, videos, right? How can we begin to talk to students about these things? And then when the time is right, we can drop in some of the other things like math and history and, and academics, right? And there'll be a time where the student says, you know what, I really want to pull out that workbook. I'm, I'm ready, right? They've actualized. They're ready, all right? So it's Maslow first and Bloom second. So we talked about Maslow in, in high school and if you, if you took psych in high school and college, for sure, if you took a couple of classes, um, all throughout, if you were a social worker or a psychology major, um, you know Maslow really well. All of our teachers, coaches. Well, what's, what's primary? Food, water, warmth, rest, safety, relationships, friends, and then prestige, feelings of accomplishment, and then full potential, creativity. All those things start to come into focus. So Maslow first, Bloom comes second. Well, who was Bloom? What was that all about? Bloom was really about... Uh, our ability to remember and to learn, right? The academics, remember, understand, apply, analyze, evaluate, and create. And Bloom is the building blocks for lesson planning, the building blocks for units of study. Um, can't do learning unless the system is calm and our stress level is low and we're at baseline. So what calms us down? Well, nothing calms us down like the company of being with someone that you trust. Think of a campfire scene. 
Stories are told, shared. People are laughing, right? This is the art practiced by master teachers since the very beginning of time. Right? Familiar people gather around, familiar faces, voice inflections, familiar voices, rituals. This is what we do when we go around the fireplace. Everybody grabs, I don't know, a marshmallow. You know, Everybody grabs a stick, whatever it is. But there's a routine and there's a ritual around food and warmth, safety, joy, and harmony. Right? And somehow, some way, all the elements can come together and just foster an environment where everybody there just feels that they belong. So what offsets the ACE scores? Here's a few things that we know. Sleep. Getting enough of it. Right? Deep REM sleep. Key. A calm mind leading up to sleep thinking about our sleep, planning for our sleep, right? More quality sleep reduces brain fog. Some like weighted blankets. Some like cooling blankets or pillows that do these things, right? Some like blackout curtains, right? These are things that are available. Developing a sleep routine, which one might decide to design in a way different than another. Thinking about your internal circadian rhythm and how it somehow is connected to the sunrise and the sunset, right? And avoiding electronics in about 60 minutes prior to falling into our sleep. And being aware of blue light and what does that mean? And blue light can be found in just about any screen or LED kind of a light. And it actually disrupts uh, our, ser our serotonin production and offsets our levels, right? Which we're trying to regulate. We're trying to get calm. So it disrupts that. It interrupts that. Right? We could talk to our students about it. Nutrition. Right? We don't need to get into meal planning and all these kinds of things, but it's basic stuff. Hydration. Right? We drink in our water. All right? Did we do that today? How many ounces did you have? Those kinds of things. Can I get you another water? Right? Did you have enough to eat? Right? Oh, we want to avoid overeating. Right? And other things that we could talk about, we can just consider. All right? Some folks are more sensitive to things. Food dyes. Fake sugars, gluten, lactose, corn syrup, MSG, right? We're not prescribing a diet plan. It's not Weight Watchers. It's none of that. But it's just being aware and having conversations about these sorts of things and how, for example, gluten may have an impact on you or not, right? Exercise, right? We're not talking about getting up 4.30 in the morning and going for a 60-minute run and, you know, hitting the weight room. No, we're talking about movement, right? Exercise movement, right? Getting a couple of steps in. Why? Because movement studies are popping up everywhere and, and they tell us information. They raise our awareness that movement supports the body's ability to regulate. In other words, return to baseline, all right? We could do things with our kids like create a self-care list, right? A main goal of Getting the baseline as often as possible. Talk about the word baseline, right? A calm state of mind, right? Where you're feeling your best, when you're in your stride, right? The goal is to get there more frequently throughout the day, right? Why? Because a calm inside world fosters our perceptions of the outside world, right? Calm inside world typically will lead to calm outside world. 
So how then can you become and stay healthy and calm? First of all, that ACEs score is important to think about and just to be aware of and for all of us to know that we have one. I do. You do. Every person does. All right? And it has implications. And there's ways to offset the score. So the key really is that our ACEs score can, well, some scientists will say that it's directly related to life expectancy as well, right? So if a six or more is in the, is in the focus, um, some of the data shows that you're more likely to lose 20 years off of your life expectancy, right? But by practicing self-care every day, you can actually bring a six down to a zero, right? So things like mindfulness, yoga, right? Some folks are into the martial arts, Tai Chi, um, cold exposure training, all these kinds of things, right? So in the absence of understanding, there is suffering. All right. So what about some, some strategies that we could implement like literally tomorrow or now taking a mindfulness minute, right? A mindfulness minute with the class, a mindfulness minute on our own, right? Having a cool down area, maybe, uh, in the room somewhere, right? Using the phrase, a restorative minute, right? So we have a mindfulness minute, we have a restorative minute. How about the idea of a zero sarcasm tolerance policy? We, we kind of informally have one, but a zero sarcasm tolerance policy, right? Labels hurt, even though sometimes they're said in a joking, sarcastic way. Zero exclusionary discipline policies. Right? Zero exclusionary discipline policies. Everyone is able to participate in everything. Here's what we've got to do to get there. Here's how we earn it. You didn't get it this time. You'll be able to participate again in the next time. And then the next time and the next time. Everyone's always allowed to be included in all things. How about the two by ten? All right, so you got somebody in mind who for some reason just doesn't seem to want to connect with you. Two minutes a day for 10 minutes, we're going to talk to that person. We're going to go out of our way to focus on interests, thoughts, and feelings. See what happens at the end of that 10th day. All right? Our number one job is to teach, model, and positively reinforce use of emotional regulation. In the same way that our kids can build their capacity to win a video game, so can their resiliency be built. What can we do with our specials to bolster laughter in our schools? This is definitely hard work. Yes, I said heart work. It's exhausting. It comes from a regulated, centered heart. We get ourselves right by both identifying and understanding our reactions and our responses to others. Is it calm in the house? We've got to change the environment, which here we can do. And, and then in doing so, we can change the behavioral outcomes of our students. I want to take a minute to just take a break from all the content. I want to give some credit where credit is due. 
George Scott presented this presentation eloquently again on March 19, 2021. I felt compelled to share some of the highlights with the staff here at Westbridge Academy. Some of the data comes from Donna Jackson, the author of Healing, uh, Bessel van der Kirk, Body Keeps Score, Sandra Bloom, Creating Sanctuary. These are books. Uh, Nadir Burke Harris, Deepest Well. All right, so if you're interested in these sorts of things, we can talk more about those authors and those books at another time. Uh, from a tech perspective, we've got apps like Calm, Insight, Stop, Breathe, Think, I believe is another one. One idea to share before we wrap up is that we can all maybe start the day because we're already in the parking lot on our phones, logging in and doing our self, uh, our self uh, COVID scan or, right on, on the Google form. Maybe we could take a minute, one minute every day and do something called the be now activity, right? As opposed to the do now, right? Which is academically oriented. There's the be now and it just simply means for 60 seconds to be present in the moment. No expectations, just be. Our goal is to get energized, to become optimistic before we come into school, right? Forward thinking thoughts. Why? To prepare the children who come to school here for their path. We can't do this work with others if we don't do it for ourselves first. So I thank you so much for taking the time to listen, participate in this podcast. Have a wonderful day, Westbridge Academy.